Yeah, it's funny because when I showed the guys that my, in my band that song, it was like I already have like heavy male audience because you know oil rigs and military history and cowboy shit and all, and they're like, "Oh, great, more dudes at the shows." <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Muttering Pines, the show where us city folk try to cowpoke. We drink beer, talk about ATVs, life outside the city, homesteading, entrepreneurship. And ultimately, trying to do stuff with our hands. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, Scott, guess what? Tell me what. Tell me what, Darren. I got... Tell me more. Tell me more. Because I have all those logs <laughs> that I want to turn into boards. Yes. Oh, yes. This chainsaw dude, Jake. Not a good machine. Jade has put together. Did I send you the picture? No, Jade has put together. You're going to die. You're a dead man. Yeah, Jade's rebuilt a chainsaw for me. Oh, is it like a rancher style one? Oh, it's better than that. Yeah. No. It's got three times the power of our saws. Like it has 6.5 horsepower. Oh, God. Compared that's to 1.7 like, or something? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's twice as much as my water pump and it's like 300 feet in the ground and has to lift water well, that's, a, matt, that's incredible as matt put it it's more than a lawnmower oh yeah. shit you, you have to literally carry around a lawnmower in your hand <laughs> oh you're, you're gonna die you're certainly gonna die the chain yeah. of this thing is going to snap off and sever your head that is going to be the this is never this is going to be the last episode of the podcast yeah it's uh it's i'm pretty excited all right yeah. when you uh, next time we see you you're either going to be one arm or one leg so yeah we're either going to make yeah. fun of you for being no no dexterity or stumpy yeah that's right you're going to spend all your time trying to hop up into a tailgate with one leg and it's going to be hilarious <laughs> yeah it's uh i'm excited i'm excited for it to split me in half <laughs> so so when do you get this when are we gonna get this we'll pick it up on the spring trip oh my god we're all gonna die you're gonna <laughs> kill gonna all of on. us you're gonna fell a cedar a heritage cedar on us and then you're gonna cut your leg off and die no we'll get it going and then it'll just take up into the air like a helicopter <laughs> <laughs> it is a helicopter all it, of it's gonna be like oh. mary poppins umbrella where you just hold on to it and it's like where am i going today oh look some rancher needs oh. my help you're gonna be the little, littlest hobo with the chainsaw yeah <laughs> oh yeah you're i just you, keep moving on do 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 Except Alan. Alan's going to be fine. He's going to have to watch it all for the bastard. Because uh, he's already dead? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Greet us on both sides. Uh. So, speaking of a rancher, but not the chainsaw, um, our I think this will probably be our final episode of the season because we're fairly music-focused, and I think we're going to go out on a a high note on this one. Um, this or episode, a, low get... note. a flat, B flat, a minor would be a low a, note. Yeah. A little minor. Okay. Yeah. So we'll go out on a higher one, like a, maybe a D or something. I don't know music theory, so this, this might not work. <laughs> um, we get to talk 
to one of my favorite singer and songwriters of the whole country, if not country music genre tonight. And I'm so excited. I don't think that I'm going to be able to do this properly without being giddy and fumbly because I'm pretty, pretty excited that we are talking to Corb Lund this episode for some reason. He's on our, yeah, he's on our show for some reason. None of us really understand. But I want to know, like, how did you get a hold of him? Did you like bribe him? Did you? I, I don't understand. Uh, I don't see it was like it's kind of like bribery, but. Oh, it's blackmail. I've taken all his horses, and they are. <laughs> get them back and that's why he's show. written so many sad songs, because he that's sold all written. his horses. Exactly. <laughs> Let's get into it. Without further ado. Right on. Corb, how are you doing? I'm good. Kind of, I'm kind of busy, but I'm good. They're yeah, me, I... working me like a rented mule. <laughs> it's, it sounds uh just over like social media it sounds like you're busy you've got a huge tour coming up you've been on tour you think you're just at the opry weren't you yeah yeah and then this coal business blew up again too it takes a lot of time we'll talk about are that you, later are you ranching right now or? no I, I don't raise cows myself I, I i'm on the road too much i rent like yeah. i'm renting my grass at the moment to some people neighbors and it is grass right now because there's no snow. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty uh, dry winter. Yeah, how's that? How do you think that's going to affect things down there? Oh, it's crisis mode, man. It's terrible. It's really bad. Like even last year, we've been in a multi-year drought already, and like last year, like my buddies that irrigate, I think the allocation is only last year's like inches per acre allocation was I think two thirds of what it normally is. And this year, I don't know what it's going to be. It's going to be low. It's going to be like a lot of guys are going to have to not raise irrigated crops, I think. I mean, unless we get a big spring or something, but it's it's like crisis for sure. Yeah. Pincher Jeez. Creek um, this past week, uh, the river fell below a, uh, intake levels. So yeah, I read that. Water for it. Yeah, yeah I read that. That's pretty, yeah. That's insane. Yeah, it's it's been rough. I, I imagine most of the place will be on fire come summer. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah, it's just gonna be gnarly. Yeah, um, but you're out touring, so that's that's good. Yeah. Like, you... yeah, we leave in uh, about a week. We're doing Canada for a month, and then the states for six weeks, and then Europe for a month. Yeah, you're oh, kicking wow. off in Vancouver, oh, wow. right? Uh, yeah, 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 that's terrific. And so, how long will you be on the road for for this for this tour? Well, I'm out till the end of June with a week or week or so off here and there in between tours, but mostly till June. And then, and then July has got, we got a bunch of festivals, so I'll be pretty busy till probably end of July. Oh, wow. Oh yeah. That's good. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, we've been playing somewhat, but mostly the last few months have been focused on getting the record ready to release and all that stuff. Yeah. So when did you start recording your new album? Um, Shoot, probably six months ago. That's usually how it goes. There's kind of a lag between when you record it and then put it out because you got to print the vinyl and make the art and, you know, promote it and all that stuff. So probably six months ago. Yeah, that saddle, by the way, the saddle album cover is just gorgeous. And yeah, it's so cool. I to, yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. Is that is that saddle a real 
Like, is that real? Is that a photograph or is that an illustration? Where's that saddle? Oh, uh, it's a picture of my grandpa's saddle. He wrote it every year for his whole 40 years, probably. I think it's, uh, huh. it's a Texas maker. I think it's called Vela. V-E-L-A makes it. Huh. But yeah, it's in my living room. So yeah, that cover's cool. It's like half cowboy, half half punk rock. Eh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think like Art Bergman might come off of his farm and and take take note of that one. Yeah. <laughs> this um this album uh is really cool, um, especially <laughs> for me. One because that old familiar drunken feeling has been living rent free in my head for two days since you released it. <laughs> And it's an amazing song, and it's driving me fucking bananas because I wake up every morning singing it, and I'm like, "Come on!" It's a, it's a true story, hundred percent true story. I was gonna ask, yeah, um, that's cool. So it's that's hundred like percent not embellished at all. Not about, not in the least. In fact, I left a bunch of shit out. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but it, it was, uh, it was right when Colorado first legalized, like way before us, right? Like I don't know if that's ten years ago. I don't know. But we, yeah. it was really unique at that time. So we all, I think they're the first state to do it. So we all went to the dispensary just because we thought it'd be interesting and fun because we never, that was a new thing. It was, it was kind of novel. And then we, yeah, we all ate a gummy bear. And a couple of my guys are pot guys, so they didn't bother them, but it was me and the drummer were fucked. That's <laughs> like all day long. Like it wouldn't go away. It was brutal. Yeah. That sounds like that's what would happen to me. And I'd just be, I'd <laughs> yeah, just be it's like, it's funny. I, I'm all I'm in support of pot if it's your thing. Like it, I think I think it's should be legal, but I, it's just not my my flavor of choice. I'm a I'm a beer guy. See, yeah, that's the same. Like Matt here and myself are like no problems. I'll, I've I've done weed and everything, and it's, it's I'm I prefer an old fashioned myself yeah. or a, <laughs> or a beer. And Scott is. I'm an absolute pothead. Yeah, different strokes, right? I mean, I I know friends that it's a big part of their life, and they help them so great. But yeah, not mm-hmm. my thing. No, that's fair. Um, but this album, so is this this is dedicated to slash inspired by Ian Tyson. Yeah, yeah, he was a good buddy of mine for about twenty years. That's awesome. I um, I grew up listening to him. my dad. I think listened to him religiously so when yeah uh, i mean if you're from alberta rural alberta he's he's a pretty big part of the landscape right oh absolutely yeah Yeah, definitely yeah it um it was yeah a huge part of my life um so yeah when i heard that that was the sole basis for this i was like this is sweet i can't wait yeah i mean not it's not like every song's dedicated or is inspired by him but yeah the the whole effort was and the title track is is about him and our friendship and yeah uh, that's really cool we we interviewed um a couple of people from uh from the states um p- particularly in the southeastern states and they they knew ian tyson too they knew his work and yeah i mean i mean they're you know they're musicians like you are and so they're you know pretty steeped in all of that kind of thing and you know they were they were sad at his passing and knew his material and uh their connection to it was through through Coulter Wall oddly um, oh, really that's, yeah. that's how they they were familiar with him and so it was yeah it was it was nice to see uh an artist in Alberta with that sort of influence over people that mm-hmm. you know are living in a totally different place than them yeah he's he's really well known in in the cowboy community all the way down to Texas yeah mm-hmm. 
We've been I had to, I've had to explain to some Texans that he he didn't write to, or that he wrote Navajo Rug because a guy named Jerry Jeff Walker made it famous down there, but they think he wrote it, but he didn't write it. Ian wrote it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I think that's happened a few times, eh? That someone in the someone in the states will cover a, a a Canadian song, and there's a little bit of education that has to go towards that. Yeah, and not just Canadian songs, but sometimes they have a songwriter that write something and then somebody else makes it famous regardless of where they're from but yeah happens usually the songwriters happy because they get a pretty good check so <laughs> fair enough oh, that's good yeah <laughs> fair enough um i want to ask you about one of your other songs that's not on this album if you don't mind sure since you've mentioned that old familiar drunken feeling was uh 100 true my favorite of yours the s lazy h yeah how much is that rooted in a reality that you've seen versus like just like i know this is a thing that happens type yeah it's a it's an amalgam it's it's uh like it's interesting because the all the details in the song like the the two kids and the one going out east to go to school and one wanting to be a pilot and all that that's all my buddy buddy's life story um it's actually holtman scott holtman from the uh truck song Oh yeah. He's my childhood friend. My dad, my dad was his dad's vet, but their place is safe. Like the, in fact, his dad is the most, is the guy who I know that's the most uh, educated about a, agricultural estate planning. So they're fine. But I, I just use that setting. And then yeah. in terms, in terms of actually losing the place, like that's a story I've heard a lot of times. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's an amalgam of different things, but it's not the whole thing as a piece isn't literally true. So that's good news, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's not like far beyond the reaches of the imagination. Whatsoever. No, it happens all the time. In fact, in fact, now that it's been recorded, almost everywhere I play in the West, all the way down to the states, is like uh, if almost every time I play that song, there's somebody almost in tears because they're going through it. It's bad. Yeah, I can see that one. That one swells me up a little bit. So <laughs> see if you're actually about to lose your your ranch, it would hit home. Yeah, it's a tearjerker. I mean, I've got a lot of friends who've gone through that. And there's always like one sibling that just doesn't care and wants the money, right? And then that causes the trouble because no one has that much cash, right? Totally. The Especially best thing, running. I've actually told people that that song really what it's about is estate planning. Because what has to happen is the dad and the mom have to sit down and decide what they want to have happen, have a meeting with the kids and tell them what's going to happen and then will it will it that way. And it makes it way more... Well, it's harder to challenge. Plus, I mean, it's just better for the kids if they know what the dad and the mom want, right? It just makes it yeah. a lot harder for everybody to... Because if they don't, then everybody, every kid has a different idea of what should happen. And those some of those old boys think they're going to live forever, so they don't do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. But it's really important in, in ag world. I mean, it's no different than a family business, really. I've had I've had people come to me who aren't who are urban people who say that it's the same thing with a, you know, a generational family business, same thing. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. fair. Because the one thing you have to think about is, you know, one kid will go off and do something totally different, and the other kid will spend his whole adult life building the business. So how do you how do you quantify that? Uh, you know, obviously the one kid get should get something, but probably not half because they didn't build it for the last thirty five years of the other kid's adult life, right? So it's it's a very tricky yeah. way. It's a tricky equation sometimes. Mm -hmm. Do you do you have a song on your on your new album uh, that you feel will hit as hard as that, or that you want 
to hit as hard as that in terms of like people being like, oh yeah, that's uh so far the Tyson one is hitting that way. I mean, yeah. if you know him, you know, if you don't know him, it might be a nice song, but but if you know who he is and what he stands for. And actually, surprisingly, I've had a lot of people respond to that MMA song. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that so? Yeah. I mean, different people. Why do you think that is? Uh, just because I've had a whole bunch of people online say, yeah, I used to, you know, I'm a retired fighter and I totally get it. That kind of thing. Oh, oh, wow. That's, That's good territory cool. to be in. Yeah. It's funny because when I showed the guys that my, in my band that song, it was like, I already have like heavy male audience because you know oil rigs and military history and cowboy shit all and they're like oh yeah. great more dudes at the shows right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i like that tune it's cool I, i'm always looking for interesting things to, to write about that that uh maybe i think that might be the first ever you know acoustic or country uh mma tune <laughs> you should That's check into that because I think you might be right. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Like, I looked. Like, I, I, there's probably, it wouldn't surprise me if there was some rap songs or, you know, urban songs or whatever, but I don't think there's any. There's some, there's some boxing tunes, but no MMA songs. Hmm. I still have all those, those VHS tapes from the 90s, like from, you know, UFC 1 to 10 that are on VHS, Hoist Gracie oh, and all really? that, Ken Shamrock and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. It was weird back then. A friend of mine is a a big MMA fan and he was just talking about those early seasons the other day and how like lawless that that sport was. Like there was a story he was relaying about in Chicago. They had to like have police around because punching with a closed fist was illegal. And so there was like a slap fight in the first season because if they balled up a fist, they were going to get arrested right away. Like it was it was like a whole ordeal that I didn't know about. Well, I think then. I think a lot of times in the early days it was subject to local laws and stuff and regulations, right? And everyone was mm-hmm. kind of suspect of it. But yeah, it's yeah. Um, it's uh, it's funny because, like, in the early days they'd have the like the ring girls would have those signs that say like sumo versus ninja or whatever the. F- <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's come along. Just make up whatever. It's come a long way, but it, well, it's because yeah. back then it was now, like everyone trains everything and they figured out what works and what doesn't. But in the early days, it was just like different disciplines thrown in a ring together, right? <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're just exactly. That's right. It was the mixed was more appropriate it, than the martial arts part. Yeah, they've been doing it in Brazil and in Japan for a lot longer. Hmm. But yep. So you, um, you, you mentioned w- when we started um, just about, about coal, and we wanted to ask you about that because you made a remark last week about uh, the application for an open pit coal mine uh, coming in. And this is not the first time it's come in either. This has you know, been, been tossed out at least one other time by government. And so your, your point of view on this is that is part of our natural landscape and it should be for, for us and not developed. Is that right? Yeah, that's part of it. I mean, the number one thing that's staring us all in the face is it's like water, 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 right? Like it, it's a terrible idea to begin with, but in the middle of a multi-year drought, it's just like asinine. Like, because coal mining is a thirsty business. They, there's, there's the quantity issue and the quality issue. They need a lot of water to run coal mines. And where's that going to come from? The Old Man River, I imagine. And Which also, dry. or the aquifers, same thing. It's got a, it's where it's a zero sum game, right? And then quality is an issue too, because almost every coal mine 
contaminates the groundwater with something called selenium, which is really messes up the fish. And if it gets enough concentration that humans can't drink it, like in Elk Valley, in Sparwood and Fernie, they've had to find new municipal water sources in some and new wells because the wells had too much selenium for that was past the government guidelines for human safety. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, it's just, and you know, another, I, you know, to tear the roof, the, the, the tops off the mountains for a handful of jobs and a low royalty rate and foreign companies doing it. So they're making all the money and they send all the coal to Asia. What, why, why, why are we doing this? Like I, and I'm not, I bend over backwards to say that every interview about this, A, I'm not partisan. I don't like any of the political parties. I'm not for any party. I think they're all a bunch of crooks. B, I'm not anti-resource. Like, I'm not naive about it. I'm not a crazy hippie. Like, I, it's just that every project has to be looked at on its own merits. And this one is really stupid. And it goes hand in hand. Like, the one we're fighting right now is is in, near the Crow's Nest Pass called Grassy Mountain. And, yeah, the joint review panel two years ago, that's that's a that's a – a review panel made up of provincial and federal people d- declined their application to mine because it wasn't in the public interest because of water and the mountains and stuff. And they appealed it and the appeal was not heard. And the public opinion on it is like 80% against it, which is unheard of for anything. And still now we have somehow they've allowed them to reapply again. And we've got to say no to these people again and it's like, how many times do we have to say no to foreign coal companies? And I don't know anyone who wants them except for a hand people in the, handful of people in the past who want the jobs and hmm. the the politicians. So I don't know who's behind this or who paid who or who's made deals that we don't know about. But they're just upset. Like, I can't believe the political capital that they're, that they're expending on coal mines that nobody wants. Like, it's... The PCs didn't win by the UCP didn't win by all that much. I'm surprised that they're they're still pursuing this. But you know, okay. I, some of the people I talk to about this think that I'm being too uh, uh, what too uh, bombastic with my language about corruption and stuff. But I just found out. Maybe everybody already knows this. I didn't know this. But Jason Kenney, our premier, ex premier. He, his, we have freedom of information do, uh, uh, documents that show that his representatives of, of his government were meeting with the um, coal companies before they rescinded the coal policy. And then they rescinded our coal policy that opened up huge tracts of, of protected land in the eastern slopes to mining that had been protected since the 70s by Lougheed. Mm-hmm. And then there was a big public outcry about it, and they had to walk that back. And now, all the foreign coal companies, are, a bunch of them are suing the, the Alberta taxpayer for $10 billion, right? Because And it's all because of Kenny's government making these backroom deals and not having any public consultation on it. And now I find out, and this blows my mind, but now I find out that the, the law firm Bennett Jones out of Calgary that's representing most of the coal companies in this effort to sue the Alberta taxpayer for $10 billion has Kenny on their board as a senior advisor. So it's like a it's like a no Merle it's like a Merle Street movie, right? It's like you the guy who was an advisor for anything. The guy the guy that got us into this is now against the public because he's he and they'll tell you, oh, he's not involved in that file. Yeah, yeah, blah blah blah. To me, that's clear corruption, and I'm not saying it's illegal. It's probably legal because they leave themselves loopholes, but it's dirty and it's greasy, and it's not how my was raised. It's like that's like. Mm-hmm. 
clearly and another thing when i got into the coal thing i wanted to be educated about it so i i had meetings with dozens of people across like including pro coal people like some of the ceos and some of the government people the third person i talked to was named robin campbell he's the head of the canadian coal association which is basically a lobby group for the coal industry in canada he's the head of it he went right from his job as our environment minister to that job so if you if you have those two examples in front of your face it's pretty hard not to take a guess at why these guys are pushing this stuff so hard right mm-hmm. and That's i'm not crazy. i wasn't brought into this by by ecological minded left-wing crazy tree hugging people and i got lots of friends like that and that's all good i'm cool with that too but that's not who brought me into this it was ranching families that were going to have their places wrecked and you know since then i've talked to fishermen and hunters and and outfitters and all kinds of people including people on the crows nest pass who aren't in favor of this at all and i don't know like i said i'm not against all resources it's just this is a dumb idea and one more thing and then i'll shut up is that (laughs) any anybody who's fiscally conservative should be against this because i stake my reputation pretty much on the prediction that if the coal mines go in somewhere down the line 10 years 20 years 30 years the taxpayer is going to be on the hook for the cleanup just like we are on the orphan wells and it's like they never ever it's the business model they never ever factor in the actual cleanup costs the the I'm going to sound like a communist, but it's a fact that in almost all of these situations, the privatized profits go to the companies and then the public absorbs the cleanup bill. It's the, the cleanup bill is socialized. So it's like, you know, and, and I know how that's how the world works, but I've never spoken about anything politically in my whole career. But this, I, I personally drink the water out of the old man downstream from the mine they want to put in Crozen's Pass. So does my family. So do my animals. So, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm also, yeah. I'm not a guy coming in from LA on a jet to scold people. I live here. I'm sixth generation, <laughs> sixth generation yeah. Albertan. I drink the water myself. It's like, fuck you guys. Totally. Yeah. 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 That's, that's <laughs> and, good. I'm glad you brought that up. The, the, um, the, the, that moment where, where DiCaprio was filming the Revenant and he thought that Chinooks were caused by climate change was, that was real dopey. I, I thought. And it didn't do his. Somebody, somebody yeah, well, in his PR team should have should have warned him that he was saying the wrong thing. That's that's yeah. why before I spoke out about this, I did about two months of, of research and interviews and, and learned about the issue because I didn't want to speak out about something that that ended up being on the wrong side of history, right? But mm-hmm. yeah, the more I looked into it, not only is it a bad idea, it just it's dirty and corrupt and it's gross. Yeah. Well, even if you I, think of like the reclamation side of it like you said, like lopping the top off a mountain. Like if you put in a sag D well or 20 sag D wells, you can reclaim that area and it'll look just like it did 10 years later. Um, but you can't put the top of a mountain back on. Recap. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, that, it's that's, too. That's a billion years worth of, of rocks touching each other in inappropriate places to make that mountain happen <laughs> yeah they talk Ooh. about reclamation i mean they might be able to make a golf course out of it or something but there's no way to replace that ecosystem right no no but no. this is like pretty close to home for you so i feel like maybe we're going to hear a song about it in the near future perhaps that that was my follow-up too so <laughs> yeah does this make an appearance on on the album not the new record no it's funny because i wrote a song years ago that was kind of ended up predicting it it's called this is my prairie and it's like that was a basic mostly fiction oh, yeah. and it's kind of come true but yeah Oops. i've got a bunch of ideas for songs about this i don't know 
my thing with I don't mess around with my music though. Like it's got to be a good song first, and then yeah, and then I, I you know if the message is there, great. But but uh, it's got to be worthy of of musically worthy too. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that that makes sense. That sounds like we were talking to Del Barber, and he's got a very similar um, theory on on writing music is it has to tell a good story. Yeah, and yeah. That's like the the first and foremost thing that's that's got to happen Dell's awesome um, I'm, a fan. I'm a fan yeah yeah, yeah Dell's great he's a good dude yeah yeah he uh goes fishing every year um around norbuck right um, okay Nordeg. and so he's he's sort of or Nordeg, pardon me um so he's sort of familiar with uh with the province from from that point of view and you know and a part of i think a part of the province that that a lot of people don't don't really think of when they're thinking about doing outdoorsy stuff and you know, central West Alberta, around yeah. Tasco and County and that. So yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah. He's, he fishes quite seriously, doesn't he? Yeah. He does and all that stuff seriously, but sort of plays it off as if he doesn't, like he <laughs> sent us this photo of him with a monster whitetail. And he was like, just, just Tuesday for me. And we were looking at it, like thinking, why are we not living in Manitoba where all the animals are dinosaurs still? <laughs> it was a big one. Um, I know we're probably running short on time here, Cor, but we usually do a little bit of like a quick fire. I don't want to say it's trivia, but it's like a this or that. Okay. Do you have a do you have a sec to do it? Yeah, sure. So basically, I'm going to give you two things, and you got to pick one. Easy, easy. You porn or Pornhub? Yeah, that's basically <laughs> exactly <laughs> you what you're going to get trapped into here in a sec. You got, that's right. You got to answer it now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I prefer to I prefer to make my own boutique porn. Ooh, yeah. I like it. The webcam. <laughs> All right. We'll sign up for that, I'm sure. Um put that on Patreon or something, yeah. Cananascus or Dinosaur Provincial? Oh that's tough. Different different uh different appeals. Uh but I really like the dinosaur. I, I like the park too. Yeah, I got a friend. Enough. I got a friend from Virginia who's obsessed with dinosaurs, and we took her there, and she her 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 brain exploded. I was going to say yeah. to, to the museum. I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I just we my my kid and I just slept over there not too long ago for scouts. I didn't know that they let you sleep under the dinosaurs. It was bananas. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, that's a good that's a good question though, because we're we're blessed with uh we're blessed with uh, a lot of uh, great places in this province. There is like quite a diversity between like going from the mountains to like badlands within yeah. an hour and a half. Yeah, it's, totally. It's cool. Um, okay, poker or blackjack? Poker. Bull riding or chucks? Uh, probably bull riding. Uh, Vegas or Nashville? Vegas, 100% all day long. Oh, that I did not see coming. <laughs> You got well, talk are you talking hockey that. or you mean the city? Anything. I'm talking. Well, I don't really like yeah. either of the hockey teams, but the city, I much prefer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Huh. Um, Childers or Stapleton? Uh, that's tough. They're both awesome. Uh, Childers by a nose only, though. Oh, okay. I'm playing with him in, in, uh, Cav in PEI this summer. Oh, really? Oh, yeah? Yeah. At the Cavendish nice. Festival. That's awesome. Have you played that festival before? Once. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, tra yeah. I traded a guy. I traded a guy like four tickets on the guest list for like a huge cooler of fresh lobster on ice. 
<laughs> wow, that's the most PEI way to yeah, experience. Yeah, it was PEI. like I don't know. I guess it was it was in season. I guess, and I I brought them back home, and I I I was eating them like bananas. Like we had so many of them. <laughs> Like just just peeling them and eating them. It was it was to handle lobster. It was fantastic. Yeah, that's a deal I would make. Lobster from PEI, absolutely. Um, speaking of that, fish or hunt? Uh, hunt. All right. Buy a nose again. Buy a nose. You're giving me these are difficult. Like you're you're saying like good versus even better. I know. Calgary we or Edmonton? We said it is yeah. like trying to choose between you, you porn and, and Pornhub. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's tough. Uh, well, it's tough too. Oilers, for sure. Uh, Calgary has an edge in the city just because it's close to home. And and uh, and uh, I, my family's got a real deep history with the Stampede. But I did yeah. spend 25 years in Edmonton and a lot of good people there too. Mm-hmm. Cold as cold as balls and there's no chinooks <laughs> yeah that's yeah. the downside yeah um okay this is the one i picked that i felt was the hardest but maybe it'll be easy for you navajo rug or mc horses mc horses okay that was not uh, oh quick yeah MC horses. I, I mean i like them both but yeah wow. what if i did four strong winds or navajo rug four strong winds yeah okay it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I like Navajo rug. Four strong winds is is. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it's funny because way bef- when I was just a child, before I knew about Ian Tyson at, at summer camp, four strong winds was in the counselors like you know typed out uh, guitar song booklet yes. like along along with you know like Sloop John B and Kumbaya and stuff. So I thought it was like a traditional. It was sounds like a, that song's so good. It sounds like a traditional. It's also the best. Possibly the best reference to Alberta ever on record, I think. So would you uh, say that's your favorite then? Favorite Ian Tyson song? Yeah. No. I got some deep cuts. Well, okay. What yeah. is it? Uh, there's one called La Primera about the first horses that the Spanish brought to North America. And there's oh, one okay. called the Road, the Road to Las Cruces about New Mexico. And there's one called um, the Elko Blues about, uh, I don't know what it's about, but it's cool. And uh, there's one called This Is My Sky about the Ravens at his place. There's lots of good ones. Huh. All right. Oh, and CIR. there's one called, one called Rodeo Road from the old days. It's really good. Oh, yeah. See, the two I remember when my dad was playing it all the time that would circulate. And one, obviously, like Coulter just did it, was Coyote and the Cowboy. Yeah, yeah. And then the one I I always heard was uh, Joaquim de Frino. Yeah, that's a good one. That's that's a good deep cut for sure. Do you know yeah. what that means? Um, I haven't listened to it intensely in a while, so I'm going to say no. Hakim Metafrino in Spanish means hackamore to bit. It's how the Spanish vaqueros train their horses. Like a hackamore is a, a bridle that doesn't have a bit. Okay. Oh. So they start, them, they start them on a hackamore and they move them to the bit. So that song, Hakim Metafrino, means hackamore to bit. Oh, cool. Wow. In fact, in fact, hackamore is a bastardization, like an English bastardization of the word uh, hakimo. Like the Spanish would say hakima, hakima, and and the the, the English cowboys heard it and said hackamore. <laughs> really? Wow. Same same cool. as the word the word buckaroo is an English bastardization of vaquero. 
like vaquero means vac, vaca means cowboy or it means cow in Spanish. So vaquero is cowboy. And so the, the English would hear vaquero and translate as buckaroo. Because we're wow. awesome like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's mostly, mostly Texans, I suspect. <laughs> I didn't know that. Wow. I learned something. No, no, me either. Um, your new tour, is it going to be mostly your new album? No, no. We'll play four or five off the new one, but we'll play a bunch of old stuff too. Awesome. Yeah. My wife and I are currently trying to sort out childcare so we can be at the Grey Eagle. Oh, yeah. That should be good. I've never played there. Everybody says it's fun. Apparently, that venue is very good for the size of it. Like, yeah. apparently, musicians that play there really enjoy it. Like, it's well set up. They have good people there. So, I'm excited to to hear how that concert goes. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard too. We're doing we're doing uh, March in Canada, April, May, about six weeks in the states, and then June we're doing a whole month in Europe with uh, the Dead South from Saskatchewan. Oh, I love the Dead South. Oh, they cool. do like five thousand people over there. We're playing, we're playing Western Europe, but we're also playing like Prague and Bratislava and Budapest with them. It's gonna be super cool. Wow! And you're yeah, doing that's terrific. Is it forty nine Winchester that's with you? Um, in Can Canada, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're we awesome. Just, we just heard about them out of because uh, yeah. they're out of Virginia. Yeah, yep, yeah. that's right. They're kind of uh, blown up actually. They're gonna, they're really good. Sweet, I'm excited. Um, this is a continue, continuing my role of bringing quality American underground country music to Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> I brought Hayes Carl up here a bunch of times and the Turnpike Troubadours and I think American Aquarium and John Evans. So, yeah, that's who I play. I play with all those guys in the States and then it's cool to bring them up here. What do they think of it up here? Oh, they always, they always have a blast. Have a blast. I, I don't actually know 49 Winchester much. I'm, the other bands I mentioned, I already knew them first because we toured with them in the States. But I haven't met these guys. We've we've texted, but we're all excited about it. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it should be a blast. And you're just here for the day, do, and then you're, you're... Do you ever spend... What's that? Sorry, Matt, go ahead. Sorry, I was just saying, do you ever spend any time at home? Not much. You're always yeah, really not enough. <laughs> I'm, it's becoming a problem. <laughs> But yes, I go to the ranch when I can, but yeah, I've been working my butt off since COVID lifted. Was that a hit for you at all or? What? COVID? Did, was it? Uh, economically, like everybody, but it was actually, I, I really liked it. Like I stayed home and I haven't been, I haven't had two years at home for my, since high school. And so I played guitar and wrote songs and built a bunch of carpentry projects and it was awesome. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Where I mean, I like aside from the politics of it and all that, but but it's just in terms of like having time downtime. Like I would have never taken off two years of my own accord, but you know it is what it is. So I made the most of it. What what carpentry? What's your favorite carpentry project? Man, that was tough. What did you? Yeah, something crazy. I did. I mean, I built uh, I built some stair stairs and I built uh like some like a box a cedar box for the. Uh, for the uh, pump of my hot tub and just bullshit that I should have done a long time ago and never had time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Awesome. We're, we're making sourdough like the rest of the world. Yeah. You got that going for you. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. That was me. Yeah, that was you. <laughs> um, awesome. I'm excited to see you. I'm really going to be disappointed if I don't get any uh, childcare lined up. And we yeah, if you got, if you got was... tickets, if you got tickets, that's a pretty lame reason not to come. 
Yeah, you know, right? just drop them off at our place, Darren. We'll we'll look after the little bastards. Yeah, and then you'll be dead. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I think last time I saw you was at um, Stampede two years ago. You were at uh, Nashville North. Yeah, no, yeah. not Nashville North. It was Knox. Was it the Knox? Oh, you're right. The Wild Horse. Wild Horse Saloon. Yeah, I remember that one being a very drunk audience. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was Darren. <laughs> That's how I remember being. Yeah, you're, well. just, you're staring yeah, what, in his eyes. What you remember is seeing Darren in the crowd is is what's going on there. Yeah, yeah. I we got there too early. I was like, we got to get there early, and then you had to drink, and then it was slippery slope. <laughs> it was all downhill from there. That's what happens. Yeah. Well, I, I'd uh, if I didn't have another couple of interviews, I'd stick around, but I probably should bail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Um, your new album's out now, wherever you can stream it. Yeah. And um, we'll have to do this again, Corb. Thank you again. And sure. Hopefully, we get to Thanks grab for... a beer sometime. Yeah. I'll be on the road forever, so I'll be out there. <laughs> Punk Rock Saddle is the thing that I added to my lexicon today. I love it. Punk Rock Saddle is <laughs> my new favorite thing. Nice. Right. <laughs> right on. It was good to meet you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks. See you later. Have a good tour. So long. Um, yeah. Anyway, that was I great. I can't believe he came on with us. I can't either. I really, like, I, I could hear the surprise in my wife's voice when I told her. Yes. Yeah. My wife also was surprised. So was mine. Like, what? Yeah, right? Corb? Why is he talking to you? I yeah. um His comment, because I was just like, uh, starstruck the whole time because I'm a moron. But when he made that comment about not being affiliated to any... Like he's not politically affiliated one way or the other because he think, thinks they're all criminals and slime balls. I was just like, oh, yeah, that's my guy. Yeah. That's how I yeah, feel. No, I hate no every good options. Yeah, that was like that hit home. Yeah, yeah. His uh, his connection with the Old Man River Valley and the the coal mining thing. When I first kind of heard that somebody was talking about it as a celebrity, I'm like. Well, what do you, what do you, you don't have any stake in it. And then you start hearing it's, oh, it's, it's Corbin. Oh, he lives in this, this valley. I didn't, I didn't know he lived there. I thought he was, yeah. he was from there originally, but not that he still lived there. Yeah, and he how he drinks deal. the water. Yeah. yeah. How educated on the topic he was and how well-spoken he is. Holy moly. I couldn't believe it. He wrote the most beautiful song about Ian Tyson on that album, it's just a wonder. Like it, it's Order of Canada kind of stuff. If you ask mm-hmm. me, it's, it's a beautiful, gorgeous song. I forgot. I wanted to. We were pretty limited, but I want to. I forgot to ask him about uh, Redneck Rehab. <laughs> he co-wrote that with. Um, he co-wrote that with a, uh, another girl that he's done done some songs with before. I don't know if you've listened to Redneck Rehab, but it's it is catchy and it is fun. I have not heard of it. I'll have no, to, I haven't heard it. I'll look it I'll up. I'll have to listen to and, it. Yeah, and it basically can't means you can't afford to, to go to a as a redneck. You don't you don't afford to go to like a Betty Ford kind of place. You're just thrown in a trailer out back for six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How much were his tickets for his uh, his? Uh, the ones, the ones oh, I'm looking at are about 150 bucks a pop. Oh, yeah. Why is everything got to be so expensive? 
Yeah. <clears throat> oh well. Listen to his album. It's a good album. I, uh, it's a good album. It absolutely is. I like all his albums, but yeah. this one's really good. And I like that he's always got a bit of humor in them too. Yeah. He's clearly a funny guy. He made me, may certainly made me laugh. And an interview where we're supposed to be interviewing him. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous prospect that we could interview him. Took yeah. my Pornhub joke. Jeez. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, he is a, like, he's just a articulate, friendly guy. Like, I, I was, yeah. I mean, being starstruck's one thing, but like just this is just a captivating person. Absolutely, he absolutely is. It's fun. Good, good way to end this season. So what's yes. next? Oh God, yes. What's next? Yeah, I think spring trip's coming up, isn't it? Spring trip and um, <laughs> yeah, gonna, which will be, be a snuff be film. Of the the snuff stuff. film known as <laughs> Spring Weekend 2024. Um. Yeah, like I think we're Blair probably going Witch for rednecks. Terrible. We'll it's try and Alberta Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if we survive, we'll we'll have a, a different theme for next season that won't be so music when, heavy. When they but. find and unlock your iPhone, they're going to be horrified, just horrified <laughs> by what happened, just the sheer stupidity of it. They'll, yeah, yeah. They'll put think pieces up about how dumb we were. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. All right. So on that note, we'll see you guys later. Keep on chooching. Good time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. We're going to chooch British Columbia. It's going to be awful. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nobody. Don't forget to check out MutteringPines.com for our line of apparel and follow us on social and anywhere you listen to or watch your favorite podcasts. And remember, keep on choochin'.